The Bible reading is taken from John's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 9a. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Beth Sather, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shall we pray together? Lord, may my mouth speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart bring understanding to awaken our hearts, expand our minds, and shape our identity in you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At the start of a new year, many of us look for life change. Maybe this is true for you now. We look to programs and diets. We explore new exercise regimes and self-help books. We make resolutions and vows. You may be searching right now for the secret key which you feel will unlock transformation in your life. But what if the key to life change lies in the power of a single question? Jesus certainly believed this to be true. When he walked on this earth, Jesus was always asking questions to people. Even when he was asked a question, he would often respond by asking a question back to them. Why? Because good questions lead to better decisions. And better decisions lead to fewer regrets. So over these remaining Sundays in this season of epiphany, which means unveiling and revelation, and up to the beginning of Lent, we're going to explore four of the life-changing questions Jesus asked. In the same way these original encounters with Jesus were revelatory and life-changing for those who they first heard them, so in the way we answer these questions. Jesus can equally unveil a new chapter and change the trajectory of your life. Here's the scene, if you like, before us this morning. We're in the story of Jesus' life, which was written by one of his closest friends, John, at the beginning of chapter 5. We're in Jerusalem, and we know it's busy because it's the time of one of the major Jewish festivals. Still today, if you're ever fortunate enough to visit Jerusalem 
and enter the old part of the city, you do so by entering one of its many gates. One of these gates on the northern side of the city is still called today, as it was then, the Sheep Gate. Its name was given because it was the gate through which the animals were transported from the countryside to be sacrificed in the temple. And nearby to the Sheep Gate, still today, you can find, as in Jesus' day, the site of a pool known as Bethsaida or Bethesda. The reason I know is because I've been there. In Jesus' day, the pool of Bethsaida or Bethesda was a mystical place whose waters were said to possess magical powers immediately after they'd been visited by an angel. From what we can tell, these visits seem to have happened at regular enough intervals, judging by the huge number of sick people who resided around the pool in the colonnades surrounding it. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. It was said once the angel had visited the waters, the waters would bubble up and the first person who entered them afterwards was healed of whatever sickness they possessed. You can imagine the scene when that happened, can't you? Each one of them hoping to be first in. Weeks, maybe months, possibly even a year. And then came the rush and the race from all sides to be first in the pool. The hobbling, the pushing, the carrying, the shouting, the arguing, the crying foul. When Jesus visited, we read he encountered a man who'd been there many times before. Probably too many to count. For all we know, it could have been his permanent residence because for 38 years, we read, he'd been ill. But on this day, he was asked this life-changing question by Jesus. Do you want to be made well? The response from the sick man is hardly inspiring if we look at it, is it? Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up and while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. You know, at best, it's, it's full of excuses. And it's worse from its responses if we were to carry on with this as the story unfolds. It speaks in the words of one commentator of a crotchety grumblings of a not very perceptive, perhaps old man who's answering a stupid question. It may seem such a response. It may seem hard to believe that such a response would lead to life change. Yet how amazing is Jesus in what happens next. So full of grace, so full of love and compassion, of power and authority, and 38 years of suffering disappear in seven words. Stand up, take your mat, and walk are the words Jesus speaks to the paralyzed man. They're the decisive words of Jesus the Messiah which cut to the source of the man's paralysis and bring life change. Immediately we read, straight away, at once, the man is made well. He picks up his mat for the last time, began to walk. 
So let's come back to that life-changing question Jesus asked to the paralyzed man. Do you want to be made well? Still today, Jesus has the ability to bring life change to your life. Just imagine at the beginning of this year, new year, you sat down in an armchair with Jesus and Jesus asking you this question, do you want to be made well? Do you want your life to change? How would you respond? Maybe your response might mirror the paralyzed man in the story. Don't ask me such a stupid question. Yes, of course I do. But what might then follow is a list of excuses as to why it could not happen. Jesus says this morning, do you want to be made well? Now obviously, I can't describe every scenario we might be facing, but I do know this, all parts of our life, whether physical, mental, emotional, or social, they're all spiritual. Anyone who thinks they're not doesn't understand the Bible and the influence that Jesus desires to have over our lives. Maybe life change for you involves overcoming a destructive addiction which might have started out innocently, but it's now crippling you and you're full of guilt and shame. You wonder, how did you get to where you are? Most of us I've read recently, possibly as many of us as 98% are addicted to something. Some of us think we're not addicted to anything and we're trying right now to justify our actions. It's the power of addiction to blind us. Some of us maybe are becoming increasingly drawn into an addictive behavior during this lockdown, which started during maybe the previous one, thinking it will heal the wound we all have. But the deeper you travel, the satisfaction you long for still isn't reached. It's the power of addiction to fool us. Only Jesus can meet the deepest longings we all have. And he says to you, do you want to be well? Do you want your life to change? Or maybe life change for you relates to resolving an issue in your emotional health. Perhaps you've unresolved anger in your life or you're struggling to forgive someone because they really hurt you and it's leading to a life of bitterness and or resentment. Maybe it's a character flaw and you don't want to keep reacting in the same way with your husband, with your wife, with a parent or with one of your children in a particular situation. Maybe life change for you relates to an area of your mental well-being that you're ashamed about. It could equally be a trauma you thought you buried and it's beginning to seep out. Or maybe you just think you're a fraud. You're living a life of falsehood and you feel pretty soon someone's going to find out. And into these contexts, your context, Jesus says these words, do you want to be well? Do you want your life to change? Or maybe this scenario describes you now as you watch this, that your life is imploding all around you. You're looking around and everywhere you look, it seems there's a train wreck happening. And Jesus offers these words of hope. 
Do you want to be made well? Do you want your life to change? And you're wondering, how on earth does that happen? Here's how it happens. Here's how you answering this question from Jesus can lead to life change by following these three steps that we see in this conversation between Jesus and the paralyzed man. Firstly, life change occurs through personal revelation. It begins with you inviting the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the resurrected Jesus, to reveal to you his response to the question. He asks you this morning, do you want to be made well? Do you want your life to change? You know, if we ask that question to Jesus as if he was sat in an armchair with you, you know, he will respond to you. Jesus will speak to you just like he spoke to that paralyzed man with these words. Igero. It's a resurrection word meaning rise, meaning stand up, where the power of the risen Jesus' words of response can birth in you a new way to live. Life change begins through personal revelation, a personal revelation that comes from the power of the Holy Spirit of where your life should change. And the risen Jesus would say to you, rise. Secondly, life change involves personal resolve. Life change continues by asking the Holy Spirit to give you the resolve to want to change. In the same way Jesus asks the man in the story, do you really want, do you really want to change? Do you really want your life to be different? You see, we need to then, with the power of the Holy Spirit's help, take our mat. You know, I can't tell you to do it. I can't do it for you. Only you can do it with the power of the Holy Spirit's help. And life change only occurs through that continual work of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we keep asking him to give us the resolve to change. Life change begins through personal revelation of Jesus saying to you, rise. It continues with personal resolve to take our mat. And thirdly, life change takes personal responsibility. Life change reaches a fruition through a daily infilling of the Holy Spirit's self-control for us to put into practice walking in step with Jesus in your new life-changing way. Of course, unless it's a complete miracle by Jesus, which he could do, it will involve setbacks at times. But what is more important is the direction that we are traveling to transformation. Life change begins with personal responsibility to rise. It involves personal resolve to take our mat and it's completed through personal responsibility to walk a new way. The power of your life changing lies in a question Jesus asks this morning. Do you want to be made well? Do you want your life to change? And if so, he says, rise. Take up your mat.
and walk. Shall we pray together? As we begin to pray, you might want to just open your arms wherever you are and just invite the Holy Spirit once more to just come upon you. To just come and reveal that area where he would say, this is where you can be made well. This is where your life can change. Just invite him in now. To just say, come Holy Spirit, with me. Loving God, you are the source of transformation. May we hear from you where we might become the best version of ourselves. By your Spirit, bring your revelation. Equip us with resolve and fill us with self-control to rise, take up our mat, and walk with Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.